Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of the Science Corner to continue to follow the adventures of Jonas. This episode is the final part of the episode 3, Jonas and the School of the Clouds. So, if you are starting the listening along the way, I suggest you go back to the beginning of this story. For the others, let's find Jonas right away. At the end of part 2, Jonas and Emma were leaving the School of the Clouds with the antibody vials they had to give to Jonas' parents. From what we know until now, all people in this futuristic world suffer from a rare disease affecting their immune system. This is why they must wear special suits to avoid being contaminated by a microbe. The electromagnetic elevator has finally stopped. A school officer takes off his seatbelt and stands up. He approaches the center of the large circular cabin and puts his hand on the TORS tablet. TORS deactivates the seatbelts and opens the doors. Yes, sir, answers the computer. The elevator doors open and Jonas sees a long room. All travelers are advised to disconnect their health supply. Now, all suits are filled with pure hair, which leaves everyone with an autonomy of around 90 minutes. Jonas grabs the briefcase containing the antibodies and joined Emma who had already stood up. The two friends joined the others who had started to congregate in the long hallway which ends in two large doors. One of the three school officers brings up the rear. After verifying there is no one left in the cabin, he locks the elevator doors and tells his colleague up front that everyone is ready. The hallway doors open onto a huge circular room with full glass. The sunlight coming through is almost blinding. Fortunately, the visor of the helmet is tinted when the light gets too bright. Jonas walks into this hall and sees that the ground base is in the middle of the countryside. No homes on the horizon. One of the school officers walks over to the glass door that leads outside and puts his hand on a small tablet nearby. Taurus, activate the depressurization of the lock. Open the doors and after a passage, start the sterilization procedure with UV medium intensity level 6. The computer starts and after a few minutes the doors open and everyone walks out. Jonas goes to do the same when he feels that Emma, who was behind him, is holding him by the horn. Without turning around, Emma said to him, Tell me, Jonas, I'm not sure whether to believe you or not, but I suggest you we put this story aside for a few hours and that you follow me. We are going to take the vials of antibodies to your parents, well, to these people, and come back here. Are you okay with that? It's okay. Let's go. The two friends cross the threshold of the building, and for the first time since the beginning of this adventure, are finally outside. We are about eight miles from Greenwich West, said Emma. Eight miles? But it's a two hours walk, answers Jonas. Not quite now, retorts Emma. Emma tells Jonas to follow her to a terminal where some have been congregating for a few minutes. This terminal is designed to allow air filling of the outer layer of the suit. When Jonas approaches, he discovers 10 people who were so bloated that they looked like big guys made of marshmallows and seemed to be floating. Emma looks at him and says, Connect an air supply to a red connector. To do what? replies Jonas. <sighs> that will allow us to move faster. Jonas complies and after a few minutes the outer layer of the suit is completely filled with hair. 
Jonas feels like he's floating because his feet are off of the ground and he feels particularly light. Jonas takes a step, but being very light, it seems to him that he has made a jump of almost two meters. Around him, he sees other students advancing in the same way, making huge leaps. Jonas tries to move forward again, and it's not a surprise when he sees how quickly and easily he walks 100 yards around the building. Oh, that's great! He exclaims to himself the mood is as happy as it was playful. He joins Emma, who seems to be talking to some sort of GPS built into her suit. As she tries to understand the route to Greenwich West, Jonas contemplates the landscape. Strangely, this one resembles those he knows well where Nathan knows, namely because there are large meadows separated by a few free groves. At the exception, there is no cow, horse or chip here. Are you coming, Janice? writes Emma. Jonas follows us. The two friends want to go at high speed and then make, at each step, leaps of more than five meters. Don't tell me you're trying to race with me, asks Jonas. No, but we don't have all the day either, responds Emma. After five minutes, Emma feels that something is wrong with her suit. She has the feeling that it is gradually starting to lose hair. Taurus, please check the condition of my suit. Of course, Miss Thomas. Your inner envelope is slightly underinflated. Perhaps this is due to a malfunction of the blue connector. I advise you to stop at the station. There is one in sector 9, 0.5 miles from here. Do you confirm the new destination? Yes, Taurus, replies Emma. And then she continues. Jonas, we are going to have a stop at a station not so far from here. I am just going to have to refill my suit. Okay, but is there a problem? asks Jonas. No, don't worry now. The two friends change their route slightly and easily find the station. This place looks most like the gas stations that Jonas knows. Arriving at the terminal, Emma connects an air supply to the blue connector and refills her suit. In a few seconds, the digital judge projected on her visor tells her that the level of pure hair is at its maximum and she detaches the hair hose. It's good, we can go back. We still have six miles left. But are you sure that your suit is intact? asks Jonas. Yes, yes, answers Emma. Just a little air leak. I was having trouble in causing my connector in the elevator, but uh, no worries, let's go. The two friends cover the last six miles in barely half an hour and arrive at Greenwich West. The city is unlike the one Jonas discovered last summer when he came to visit the National Maritime Museum. The western quarter looks like a small village with around 200 tiny and almost similar houses, often bordered by pretty flowered gardens. After crossing the main street, Jonas and Emma arrive at 8 Pearl Street. Well, it's your turn. And please, avoid making mistakes. If they see that you are not the real Jonas, we might be in trouble, says Emma. So, are you starting to believe me? Ah, I admit that I am having trouble, replies Emma. It should be fine. My face is different in your world, and I think I look like the sun. Jonas walks down the small flowery alley that connects the gate to the front door. He feverishly reaches the doorbell and presses it. Jonas hears several sounds of doors and locks. Then he hears a female voice behind the door. Who is this? 
Ah, it's uh, it's Jonas. I'm coming to bring the antibody vials. Oh, great. And are you all alone today? No, I'm with Hema, a friend from school. Okay, great. And to both of you. Jonas waves to Emma to join him. The door opens into a narrow entrance chamber. We are going to remove our suit and leave them here. Emma decompresses the two suits and the hair escapes easily through the two connectors. The two friends take them off. Then Emma pushes a button and the ventilation nose can be heard. Don't worry, the hair purification system is on. After a few minutes, the ventilation system shuts off and the back doors open. A dark-haired woman about 40 rushes to Jonas and embraces him tenderly. Hello, my son. Hello, mom. After a few moments, Jonas' mom, who doesn't look like at all like his real-life mother, invites the two friends to go in the living room as she closes the door behind them. The house resembles to contemporary dwellings that Jonas may see in some magazines or commercials. The furnishings are as clean as they are elegant and the house seems to be maintained with great care. Once in the living room, Jonas ends the briefcase with the antibodies to his mother. After a few minutes, two men, one 18 years old who has a hand bandage and another 40 years old, tall and with brown hair, arrive in the living room and hug Jonas. They must surely be my father and my brother, thinks Jonas. Emma joins Jonas' mother in the kitchen, who had gone to get some cold energy drinks. After a few minutes, everyone settled into the sofa and armchairs, which were arranged around a massive black coffee table. During this improvised snack, Jonas seemed particularly embarrassed. His answers were evasive, but his family here didn't seem to notice anything. But it must be said that Emma didn't hesitate to tell a few lies to support Jonas as well. After two hours, Emma tells Jonas it's time to go back to school. Before that, she asks for the way to the restroom. Jonas remains alone with his family. Thank you for the welcome. It made me happy to come back, said Jonas. Besides, before I leave, I'll go to the restroom too. It was also a pleasure to see you, my darling, answers his mom. Once Emma returns, Jonas also takes a path to the restroom. Jonas' father and brother said goodbye to Emma. And her mother then approaches to hug her and, at the same time, whispers, Thank you for coming, Emma, and take good care of yourself. Finally, if you ever see Jonas at school, tell him we love him dearly and can't wait to see him again. Emma looks at Jonas' mom with a lot of questioning, but nods to let her know that she has understood her request. After a few minutes, Jonas returns and waves his hand to say goodbye to his family from here. Emma shows him the way to the entrance chamber. Inside, Emma closes the door and activates the pressurization and sterilization. Meanwhile, the two friends put on their suits and helmets. Finally, they simultaneously connect the hair hose to the red and blue connectors of their astronaut suits, which inflate in minutes. Once outside, Emma and Jonas see the whole family waving goodbye through the window. Phew! It went well! And they didn't realize I'm not their son, says Jonas while waving back at them to say goodbye. Yes, we put on a good act. At least they have their antibodies and everything will be fine for them. So, are you coming? asks Emma. The two friends take the road back and quickly leave Greenwich West toward the country road which leads to the ground base of the skull of the clouds. All of a sudden, after three miles, Emma comes to a stop. 
Jonas! exclaims Emma. What's happening? My blue connector has just come off. My suit is losing its oxygen. Damn! Jonas thinks and then he quickly suggests. Let's go back to the station. I have an idea. Until then, press the connector to prevent too much air from escaping. But what do you have in mind, Jonas? The moment to prove to you that I was telling the truth, replies Jonas with great confidence. Because of this incident, the two friends move less quickly, but manage to get back to the station in less than five minutes. Next to the air charging stations, there is a room. Jonas helps Amma to get to front of the door, then puts his hand on the tablet and activates the doors to open. Inside, he turns on the ventilation of the room. Then, while taking off his helmet and depressurizing his suit, he says to Emma, As we are the same size, you will take my suit. But no, what are you talking about? retorts Emma. Listen to me. I'm not from this world. I'm just passing through. So I have a perfect and normal immune system. Are you sure that you do not suffer from primary immunodeficiency disease? Perfectly sure. I have never heard of this disease, tells Jonas. Emma finally decides to follow Jonas' idea and also removes her suit. While taking it off and swapping it with Jonas, she says to him, Are you sure? Yes. And by the way, just a simple question, but why doesn't everyone have access to these antibodies? And why is it only made in this school? Huh, it's a long story. A story that everyone knows. Well, in fact, nobody was really sick before. Then, unfortunately, at the beginning of the 20th century, the doctors noticed more and more questionable death cases, and that a new disease was affecting more and more young people. So, over the years, we got used to living with it. We put on masks, we washed our hands a lot, but it was difficult because anything could make us very sick. Then, it was only at the end of the 21st century that we identified over 400 genes that make the immune system work well and that each of us had one or more mutations on them. This is why between 2097 and, 20 and 2210, humans decided to build larger real structures to shelter people and train them in science, so that we could discover and produce treatments. It's only been three years since we found the right formula to make antibodies that protect against all harmful bacteria and viruses. We are winning the battle, but it's far from over. Can you imagine? We have to give a few million people the antibodies every week. It's enormous. You mean a few billion? We are seven billion on Earth. No, no, we are five million. Oh my God, right, Jonas? In my world, it's 2021, and there are seven billion people on Earth. Well, not here, and not in 2237. I'm sure you and the others can figure out how to make these antibodies for all these people. Jonas smiles at Emma as much as he's moved. However, no time to procrastinate. We must start again. They both connect the hair inlets to their connector, with the exception of Jonas, of course, whose only red connector works. The two friends return to school land bears and arrive there safely. Once in the electromagnetic elevator, Jonas leaves the visor of his helmet to get some hair. Then he turns to Emma. Thank you very much for today. I'm really glad to have met you. No problem, we'll go have a hot chocolate up there. You will tell me all about your world in 2021. We'll see, answers Jonas. Although not everyone has written yet, Jonas and Emma and a few other students go up to the school of the clouds. Once at the top, 
Emma loosens her seatbelt and is about to stand up when she sees Jonas still in his chair, as if he had fallen asleep. When she faces Jonas' helmet, she notices that the suit is empty. Jonas evaporated again. End of episode 3. I hope you like this science fiction story which was meant to talk about a rare disease, well, rather a group of 200 rare diseases, namely primary immunodeficiency diseases. These disorders mean that your immune system is partially or even totally inoperative and affects 1 in 4,000 people. If there are so many different diseases, it's because, as Emma said, 430 different genes have been identified and they intervene at different levels. To fully understand what is going on, we can think of the immune system as an orchestra. In an orchestra, everyone is a musician, but everyone plays a particular instrument, violin, flute, piano, and so on. It's the same with the immune system. All immune cells, known as white blood cells, work to get rid of bacteria and viruses. However, everyone has their role to play in this. Some white blood cells will produce some antibodies, others will play the role of conductor, or some will have missions of microbe recognition. Suddenly, the disease occurs when a part of these cells is affected and can no longer play its role. Thus, patients, unfortunately, will find it very difficult to defend themselves against germs, and they might get seriously ill. However, as in this episode, patients can lead almost normal lives with weekly injection of antibodies, which help strengthen their immune defense. Finally, if Jonas' name is Jonas Fischer, it's not an accident. Indeed, in France, Professor Alain Fischer is the great specialist in this disease and was the first in the world to find an effective therapy against the most serious forms of the disease, named SCID, for Severe Combined Immunodeficiency Disease, a terrible disease which forced young patients to live in a sterile atmosphere under a bubble. So, I'm done with my explanation and we'll meet up very soon for a new adventure. Until then, if you like the story, thank you in advance for rating us 5 stars and putting a positive comment on your podcast app and sharing the story on your social networks. All of this helps us to be more visible. So, I wish you a very nice day, take care of yourself and see you very soon. Goodbye! <laughs>